Welcome to the Invested Dads Podcast, simplifying financial topics so that you can take action and make your financial situation better, helping you to understand the current world of financial planning and investments. Here are your hosts, Josh Robb and Austin Wilson. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Invested Dads Podcast, the podcast where we take you on a journey to better your financial future. And today, we are going to be talking about some interesting articles that we're reading right now because... We read. We like to read. Leaders are readers. That's readers right. are leaders. Wait, which way does both it go? Both ways. It goes both ways. So we will link all articles that we're talking about yes. in the show notes. But we each have three different articles that we yes. found interesting that we're just going to talk about. Yep. What we found interesting about them and kind of just discuss it amongst ourselves. Yes. So, Josh, I know this was a challenge for you because yeah. you forgot how to read. Yes. You had to I relearn. Remember. But now what is the yes. first thing you're reading? Hooked on phonics. No, I'm just kidding. Phonics. Yeah. Sleep so, frog. Yeah. So first one is a, I think, pretty pertinent conversation to have. And there's been a couple different articles. This one was from the Financial Advisor magazine, which Austin said we're going to link everything in the show notes. But it's about Roth conversions, which we've talked about in the past. That's where you take money from a pre-tax account and convert it over to a Roth IRA. Oh, not so, rock conversions. No, not, you're not moving it from a coal to a diamond or something. <laughs> okay. So this is moving money from pre-tax to after-tax. So you're going to pay tax on that conversion. But the question or this article was asking is, when the markets are down, is that actually a better opportunity to do a Roth conversion? Hey, the markets are down, Josh. Is it? That's a good question. So the idea for this is that if you're moving from... And we're going to talk a little bit about this concept as after I explain it. But the idea is that I'm just moving my growth or my recovery at this point from pre-tax money to after-tax money. In right. other words, I'm going to still be taxed, but once it recovers, all that growth will be after-tax, and I'll never pay tax on that right. again. So an example, if I had a $100,000 portfolio, and it goes down 30%, $70,000. So you were in ARC? Yes, apparently. <laughs> and this is was an example they used in the article. They said after assuming higher tax brackets, things like that, you could save about $7,000 on that conversion when it's down than if you would have converted it while it's up. Right. And that growth piece then is all tax-free. So if it goes back up to 100000 30000 of that would have been taxed in your old IRA at some point on a withdrawal, but it moved or recovered in the Roth piece. So my question about that yes. is if you are... If you're converting when things are down, you are going to have to liquidate to pay the Good question. taxes. So where the value comes from is if you have cash outside of the, pay the to taxes. pay the tax okay, outside. That, now, it. you still can because you were going to pay tax one way or another. And so and take this example again. You had $100,000 and you would have had $100,000 income. And so whatever tax bracket you'd have, right. it, you'd only have to pay $70,000 of income. So you're still saving tax. Yeah. And you could pay it out of the portfolio. If you're going to do it both ways, you're still saving net. Yeah, you're saving less if you yes. pay it out of the portfolio. Yes. And you can also do conversions in kind. So let's say your assets are down and you say, I don't really want to sell these. You just transfer the you assets. You transfer them in kind. So the article was walking through the ideas and they came to the same conclusion that I always do is it really depends on your situation. Oh, talk to your tax gosh. advisor and your CPA and your accountant and your attorney and your financial advisor about this situation. Probably your wife. And everybody, you know, ask anybody. <laughs> but the idea there is that just because the values are down, yep. there may be an opportunity. But the other argument is, well, if it goes down farther, then you could do you it. Should have waited, yeah, you should have waited. Or yeah. it was bad. Or if it ends the year down, so let's say I convert and it ends the year down, 
well, then I should have waited for another year because I'd lost the tax opportunity that I could have had in future right. years. So it's not like a guaranteed, this is an absolute, everybody must do money saver thing. But it's an opportunity if you're thinking about it to say, well, if I was going to do it this year anyways, maybe while the market's down, it's a good time to. Right. Well, my first article is a CNBC article about Apple's new iOS update, which okay. is iOS 15.4, which is irrelevant to you because you still live in the dark ages and don't have an iPhone. So... Oh, they had an update because there's something wrong with it. <laughs> if you haven't listened, we actually did have an iPhone versus Android yes. Battle Royale episode. Yes. We'll also link that in the show notes. That ended but in a draw. It ended in a draw, yeah. which you could actually do on your We both decided the old Windows phone was the best. Exactly. And, yeah, or the Amazon phone yeah. that doesn't exist. or Blackberry. Blackberry. Yeah, yep, there it is. Exactly. So anyway, it, it came out on March 14th, okay. the new update. Yeah. And one of the key features is that you That's can a, now... Wait, wait. Yep. It's Pi Day. It's Pi Day. Yeah, so this has nothing to do with Pi nope. at all. But one of the key features is that you can unlock your iPhone while wearing a mask with Ooh. your face ID, which is funny because just as U.S. COVID cases plummet and mask requirements are dropped around the country, this becomes an option. But I reminded you, scarf weather. Scarf weather. Then open that phone. What does it look at your eyes or the know. eye structure instead? So that is really... It's a, like a wink of code yeah. to it. It's Worst really, wink code. It's really interesting that that's you know, coming out now when that probably could have come out, you know, Pretty quickly in 2020. Anyway, that is one of the major updates. The other one is that it includes new emojis. Oh, yay. And one of them is a pregnant man. Yep. And that is interesting to me because I don't really understand why. But Gender inclusivity. Yeah, I would, ho- I would think that the feminists would be all over that like, man, guys can't take pregnancy away from us too. Yeah. So I think it's got to be a food baby. That, yeah. I get that. Yeah. I get a food baby. I mean, I look like that after about every weekend splurge the meal. Thanksgiving emoji. So that is one of the new emojis that I found humorous. Another new feature is tap to pay with iPhone, which you can actually, you could have already done at a store, but now merchants can accept credit cards through a phone. Like mm-hmm. instead of having to use the Squares hardware, you can just use your phone and then accept payments that way, which is kind of cool. So it's yes. a similar feature to the Square hardware there other small updates and another one is called universal control which allows you to drag and drop files between your iphone ipad and mac well that's nice so it's all on the same page so yeah. something that your life could never do actually that's been a while no nope. literally when nope. i sit down it's like do you would you like to sync all nope. these things together? doesn't happen but that's okay except that's for okay so pro tip all my windows stuff if does you're that. a mac iphone ipad guy girl either one yeah. you need to use the you don't need to i use he likes to the use app it. yoink yoink Y O I N K, and it creates a little shelf uh-huh. on your Mac where you can drag and drop anything to it, and it holds it like a copy paste for as long as you need, and it can sync between all your devices. Interesting. So, like if you copy something on your Mac, it's available to yep. paste from your phone. Ah, uh-huh, yeah. Really cool. So, that is article number one. Josh, what is your second article? Oh, yes. So, this one came from Nerd Wallet. Nerd Wallet. Yep. And this is, again, a little more timely episode in that we're talking taxes. Yep. And cryptocurrency. Yeah. So uh, taxes are always there. Taxes. And anything you do, you got to owe taxes on. Crypto is new. And so the question becomes, well, what kind of taxes are owed? And just to note, the IRS is really cracking down on cryptocurrency and paying your taxes owed on that asset. Yeah. Don't buy and sell a bunch of crypto and not pay your taxes. Yes. And we're going to talk about a couple pieces in this article. One is it's actually the IRS classifies it as property, yep. not currency. Correct. So that matters and how it is. But here's the thing. And I saw this. I think it was the New York mayor. Somebody was getting paid in cryptocurrency yep. his first couple paychecks. So were some NFL players. So 
if you're getting paid in crypto, you pay taxes on the current value of it at the payment time, yeah. I believe. And so you got to track all this fun stuff, right? Because it's income. Yeah. So you pay income tax on this. So it doesn't mean you have to sell it. No. But you're going to have to have a cash somewhere to pay this thing. Did you hear the Ridiculous. example with Odell Beckham? No. So he's Rams receiver. Yep. He got paid in crypto in Bitcoin specifically. Mm-hmm. And apparently he started getting paid in Bitcoin when Bitcoin was like 60 some thousand dollars of Bitcoin. Yep. And, and now it's down to Now it's 40. down to nothing. So he actually like and by the time he paid, because he, now he lives and works in California, mm-hmm. by the time he paid all of his taxes on his Bitcoin salary, he actually like made like $40,000 or something That's crazy. like that. Yeah. As a, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. So if you're paid by it, that counts as current income and you owe income taxes on it. If you sell it, you create either capital gains or capital losses. And then that's taxed the same way any other capital gains or capital losses are. The problem is most... Wallets yep. uh, do not track your transactions, no, nor they do, do they because send they don't you have to. They're not SEC. They're not. They regulated. don't have to. So they're not going to. Yeah. So you got to have your own transaction history yeah. to prove this is my taxes, and the IRS is going to really be paying attention to that. Yep. So that was an interesting article. But if you do or have traded in cryptocurrency, make sure you're tracking that. Make sure you report it because yeah. that would be a bad thing. That would not be good. Next, I'm going to have a dad joke of the week for All you, right. Josh. This is from R slash Dad Jokes. Surprise, right? Reddit. Oh, I closed the tab. I got to get it back. I got to get it back. It was funny. It's a good one. It was funny, Josh. Uh, here we go. All right, I'm ready. It's more of a phrase. Phrase. It's a thinker. I was abducted by aliens. No, oh, no. They made me wash my hands, clean my room, and eat my vegetables. Turns out, I was on the mothership. The mothership. <laughs> I like it. so funny. like it. So that's the dad joke of the week. Second article for me. Another CNBC article that Netflix stock now trades at a similar price that it did in March 2020. This is around the $330 per share range there. And shares are down more than 50% since all-time highs last November. And all-time highs were around $700 a share. That was a rough downward turn. It's been pretty rough. The company saw huge share price growth in 2020 and 2021 as people were locked down. They were home. Everybody want to watch a movie. But then... Tiger King. Tiger King, which Peacock is having a Tiger King, a show, Carol and Joe. Yes. A spinoff kind of... The one ladies from Saturday Night Live, I think. Uh, Yes, I think you're exactly right. So that sounds interesting. I won't watch it, but it sounds interesting. But anyway, as the U.S. specifically and the rest of the globe have eased their COVID restrictions and people have been able to go do things again growth has slowed and the share price has definitely shown that for example in 2020 which was kind of the boomer year for netflix netflix added nearly 37 million subscribers which is much faster growth than prior years in 2021 that growth slowed to only 18 million and they actually are projecting they aren't but analysts are projecting that over the next couple years as well so growth has slowed if all that growth slows, your stock price is going to follow as well because a lot of higher higher growth was built into the stock price. Yes. Essentially what was being you know told there. So another way that Netflix is going to potentially try and make some more money and grow a little bit differently is that they could try and capture some cinema money because as Spider-Man No Way Home, which was a fantastic movie. Yeah, that's good. Amazing movie. As that proved... Cinema movie money is exceptional again. People, yes. if you make a good movie, people will go see it yep. and spend a lot of money to do it. But generally, Netflix has preferred to get the content to the subscriber as fast as possible and go you know, bypass the theaters there. But 
The caveat being that to be nominated for Academy Awards, you must go through the theaters. So they win all those other. What's the other award they get? They one of those other shows. They they do win a lot right. of, yep. of awards, but not the Academy. big Academy so, Award. Okay, exactly. So another uh, reason for growth slowing potentially is from competition. Yep. So Disney, HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Peacock. These have all given consumers a lot more choices. Mm-hmm. For their content. Oh, they have Netflix the, Hallmark, the Hallmark channel. Hallmark Plus. Yes. The copy-paste scripts for every single movie. It's, it's amazing. It's a formula. Like, you can just literally get a form. It's like, guy moves, or girl moves into a town. Meets small a, business struggles. Small business struggles. Her big competitor who she doesn't like, she falls in love with. Yep. They work things out. And, and they end up and making out And then it's those and they the kiss the mistletoe. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So, that is, uh, yeah, that's really their biggest competition. And also... Last month, the last of Netflix's Marvel licensed shows were removed. So mm. Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Daredevil, Iron Fist, Punisher, and Defenders. Those are now moved to Disney+. Plus. No. So that's another content niche kind yes. of taken from them. So that is kind of the downside of Netflix. However, one of the upsides is that they, for the stock, not the consumer, is that they just pushed through a pricing increase for all of its plans, mm. which I just got back on Netflix, so I'm paying the higher price no. now. Oh, man. Bummer. So the, I do remember back when you used to get them in the mail oh i do too way back in the day you know and how things have changed it was an interesting business you would model. pick one and you wait excitedly for I it know. to show up and then you watch it and put it back in the mail and wait for your next one so. it was interesting wow. it worked it, it they made did. a lot of money it on did. it so josh that is my second article what is your third article yes so this one came from ProShares, which is a etf fund company but they had an article on pet spending pet spending Yep. So oh, the pets are expensive. They had some stats. Well, just you wait. So one stat that I found in here was one in five households acquired a pet during COVID. Didn't you? I did. <laughs> Pre- I mean, it was right before COVID. But yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. It had nothing to do. This was during COVID. So okay. the concept being that while they were home, they're like, I'm lonely. We get a pet. Terrible idea. It, it depends on your outlook. But yes, <laughs> they said that the challenge now, though, is people are going back to work. So what now they these have dogs? these pets at home yeah. that are used to not being at home. And so our dog has those problems. But $100 billion a year industry, pet care. Wow. It's a lot of spending. That's a lot of $100 billion. Yeah, with the B. With the B. With the B. So a lot of spending. Gen Zs spend almost $2,000 per year on pets. They surveyed and found out they're the, so, of all the generations they spend the most. That is so dumb. That's And I don't know if that includes like vet bills or if it's just they're spending think, on okay so think about the op- my dog eats about that much think so about think. the opportunity so i have two dogs this yes. is my caveat yes. i have two dogs i have a dog i'm not i have a dog the size of two dogs yeah i'm not necessarily a dog person even my wife now we have two dogs she's not necessarily a dog person she got she it out of her system though yeah and now we can't do anything to, while yeah. we have you dogs. Wait. but wait we're not really out. dog people but i'm just doing the math in my head like the opportunity cost yes two thousand mm-hmm. dollars in 30 years yep. becomes a lot. $20,000 at an 8% rate. Okay. Right? Is that dog really worth $20,000? No, it is not. Get rid of it. It's people are paying $20,000 for dogs. It's crazy. Stop. Maybe not that much. We but can't do that. It's, dogs are like Friends don't let friends get dogs. That's right. And young people, when you get your first job, don't get a dog. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to sell off my your first job is like your uh, canine officer. You probably need one. They're probably like, issuing you. Maybe one. you get one. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's part of the so job. So I'm going to get off my soapbox yep. because I am really passionate about young people not getting okay. dogs because I go. got a dog as a young person. Yeah. We did too, but I, ours is a good dog. It, they can be good dogs. Good it's dog. still a pet. Yes. Pets are pet. not cool. So the other thing it mentioned in this article is 
pet insurance. So, so like health insurance expensive. for pets. Yes, there it's out there. There's a whole industry for yep. it. In 2019, 18% of pets had insurance. Okay. 2020, a year later, 27% of pets had insurance. Just backstrip insurance? I didn't know this existed. I'm going to so be honest no. with you. No. Yeah, my dogs don't um, either. So, you know, maybe you do the math and if you have a breed, maybe that's susceptible, susceptible to, to certain things. That you probably shouldn't have gotten to begin with. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. But that surprised me that, you know, over a quarter of pets have insurance to help cover their See, so needs. we have we take our dogs, we get we take our dogs to the vet periodically yep. when they have a when they need it. mandated vaccine yep. due, yep. which is really just rabies. That's the only one that's like oh yeah, officially mandated. Yep. So when that comes up, we get them done. And we always ask the vet, is this necessary for everything else? And yep. they're like, no, 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 no. So, pretty much we keep it as affordable. Yep. So, I mentioned Gen Zers again. So they are spending the most per $2,000 yes. a year. Not only that, but same people, Gen Zers, the number of households with children under 18 are steadily decreasing. They're replacing so kids pets, with pets. Yep, yep. And with that insurance that they have, that insurance means they're also opting for more or higher end services at vet clinics. Like manicures for your dogs? Or just simple things as like the treatments of things where you may just say, well, we'll just let the dog live out their life. They're paying for medication for yeah. arthritis or something like Tumor that, removal, that. That stretches surgeries. out maybe their life yeah. expectancy or their comfort in their life, which is great. You don't want to see an animal suffering. No. But they're opting for maybe this like higher end pieces. And on the other side is there was when we lived over in Indiana, my wife and I, there was a boarding pet place, yeah. right? And so, you know, picture that. You have cages, you know, and you put your dogs in it. But they had upgraded suites where they Puppy had, mansions. I kid you not, because I took a tour of it when we were dropping our dogs off who stayed in just the cage, oh, yeah. the metal cage. Yeah. But they had rooms and they had animal planted on the TV for them to watch. They had a bed. They had like a couch to go with. It was a room. It was a hotel room for oh, the dog. How many was that? And I don't remember. But then they would get, you know, <laughs> walks throughout the day and pool time in the summer. And, you know, you're like, can I go in, there? Someone would come in and play with them. Yeah. You know, it was, and so it was just crazy. So yeah, there's, there. there is an end or a industry where people are catering to their pets like kids. They treat them like children almost. And so there is an end where, you know, they're dressing them up bringing them out and having fun. So I think it's an interesting article. Everyone knows now where I stand on the pet situation. Yes. And I will say I have two dogs yes. and I do not dislike them, but dogs, they tie you down. Yeah. They really tie you yes. down. It's something to consider when you have to leave. And that's something that has stressed me out more and more by the year. I think. All right. So that my, was my third one. Yeah, my third article is a Wall Street Journal article about yes. China's nationwide surge in COVID nineteen cases, mm. which is funny because they've had this COVID zero policy forever and ever, yes. and it clearly doesn't work. It's They're rounding down. Yeah, COVID zero. So the Omicron variant, which has made its way through the U.S. Yeah. and Europe, and now it's making its way through Asia. It is definitely working through China. It's prompting another round of citywide lockdowns. Yeah. Here is some statistics that oh, are mind-blowing. Okay. Okay, there's a city called Changchun. Okay. Nine million residents in Ooh. the city. Okay. It's a big city. Good-sized city. Yep, it's a nine million. really big city compared to what we have around here. Yes. So, two symptomatic cases. 21 asymptomatic cases. Okay. That sent the entire nine million people city into what's called, quote-unquote, closed management. 
which allows one family member to leave home every two days for food and necessities. For a 9 million sit per resident city having two symptomatic cases and 21 asymptomatic cases. That's crazy. 9 million people are home doing nothing. Their economy is essentially shut down for, that. for those two days or the one day every two days you can go out. So when, when do you want to open back up? When every citizen has been tested three times, 9 million people. Can you do like three in a row? Yeah. Like <laughs> Stick the nose. One, two, three. So this is some of the that's craziness crazy. that's of a how crazy China's lockdown. handling that's a crazy, that's, COVID. That's so this all, this all comes at the same time when the U.S. is back to normal. Yep. You know, mask restrictions are down anywhere except for airplanes, and that's going to, that looks like it could be happening in the fall. Yeah. The last thing I've heard. I was hoping sooner, but that's fine. Yeah. So that, I mean, we're pretty much back to normal here. Uh, COVID response in countries like the U.S., who allowed relatively high levels of freedom. Some people would argue otherwise, but relatively compared to China. Compared to that, yes. Mm -hmm. During the pandemic, compared to those with zero COVID policies like China, that comparison of who handled it better is going to be debated for years and years. But I, for one, am thankful that we lived in the United States during this because it's been, you know, while while everyone had to do something they didn't want to do. Yes. But we're now pretty much back to normal, and it's a lot better than some of the other alternatives. I think just the idea of letting one person from your family out every two days for food and necessities. What if the day I go is the day they hadn't yet restocked the shelves, and now I can't get the food I need? No toilet paper? I'm not going back to my house. It's still my one day out. (laughs) Run around for a while. No toilet Uh, paper and no food. You know, that that would be crazy because then you're really stuck in... You think most people, at least here in the United States, don't have a good, I would say, food storage system yeah. where they have emergency stuff in place if they do get stuck and they can't get Well, out. except for the uh, hoarders, yeah, the, the doomsday, doomsday preppers. But, but in general, I mean, yeah. think especially if you live in a big city, that you don't have a lot of storage room right. or space to have that. You know, here we're, we're more out in the country and you can have, you know, a half of a cow in your freezer and Ooh, yeah. just in case. But yeah. I My entire Lazy Susan's filled with canned goods. <laughs> <laughs> I like beans. All my storage bins. Exactly. It's just full of canned goods. All right. Well, that is what Josh and I are reading. So hopefully you guys are finding something interesting from that. If you guys are reading something else, feel free to send it to us yes. because we would love to hear oh, what yeah. you guys are interested in. As always, check out our free gift to you, a brief list of eight principles of timeless investing. These are overarching investment themes meant to keep you on track to meet your long-term goals. We don't talk about COVID. We don't talk about pets. We don't talk about Netflix. We don't talk about dad jokes. We don't talk about... What do we talk about? Crypto. Principles of timeless... We don't talk about iOS updates, and we don't talk about Roth conversions, but all those are good things to know, and they could impact your financial future. So, Josh, what can people do to help us to continue this podcast? Yes. Subscribe. That way, every Thursday, you get the most recent episode. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen. And if you have a question, have an article you'd love us to check out, shoot us an email at hello at theinvesteddad.com and share this episode with anybody who loves hearing about what we're reading. All right. Well, until next Thursday, have a great week. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Invested Dads podcast. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a better financial future doesn't have to. Head over to theinvesteddads.com to access all the links and resources mentioned in today's show. If you enjoyed this episode and we had a positive impact on your life, leave us a review. Click subscribe and don't miss the next episode.
Josh Robb and Austin Wilson work for Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. All opinions expressed by Josh, Austin, or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. There is no guarantee that the statements, opinions, or forecasts provided herein will prove to be correct. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Indices are not available for direct investment. Any investor who attempts to mimic the performance of an index would incur fees and expenses, which would reduce returns. Securities investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment plan or strategy will be successful.